Hey, this is Chris Warfuck, and you're listening to the Warfuck Anxiety Podcast. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I hope you're well, but this is a podcast about anxiety, so maybe not too well, but hopefully in the series of podcasts i can give you some ideas that might improve that maybe maybe not send me feedback i'd love to hear from you it's just hello at warforkanxiety.com i read all the emails it'd be great to hear from you and today i want to talk about seven specific ways to beat the winter blues because If you're in the northern hemisphere, then we're getting towards winter, the nights are drawing in, it's getting colder, and there's loads of people writing about things they do that help them to kind of stay mentally healthy throughout the winter. And the problem, that's all great, but the problem I have with it, a lot of them are just, oh, make a winter stew. Well, which winter stew am I supposed to be making? Why am I making this winter stew? I don't really understand what's going on here. And so I thought, well, what specific actionable things could we do that would help us make us feel better at this time of year? And this is the list that I've come up with. The first thing I've got, and this is specifically for people in work, really, if you're not in work, then this isn't really for you i know with anxiety maybe half the people are and half the people aren't but if you are in work and you work a nine to five job what you'll probably find through in winter is that you go to work in the dark and you come home in the dark and maybe you only see some sunlight during the weekends and that is not a good situation because sunlight even in the cold is good for the body and the mind So in order to counteract that, we need to really make an effort to go out out on our lunch breaks and really get out there. And that that doesn't happen by accident. I know a lot of the time, like we've got a little sandwich shop in the office, a little cafe. And so it's just so much easier to go to that cafe. But at this time of year, that's a big trap because it means I never go out during the day. I never see any sunlight. I'm just in, in the office the whole time. So if, if we want to keep ourselves feeling our best, it's really important to make the effort to actually go out there, maybe just walk to a different sandwich shop a bit further away, or if you bring your sandwiches in, you just go for a walk after you've eaten them, or however you do it, I really, really recommend getting out there on your lunch break. Don't waste your entire day in the office. The whole point is it's a break, we can go out, we can get some fresh air, and that's good for us regardless of how cold it is outside. My next actionable point is do your Christmas shopping in person. Most of us are doing Christmas shopping at this time of year and the internet's made it really easy to do, right? Because we can just go on Amazon now and we can order everything that we want just off Amazon and it all turns up and we never have to leave the house or do anything. And again, this is bad because it just keeps us inside the whole time we're never getting out there we're never getting some fresh air and there are good reasons for that it's stressful there's all the people it's annoying you've got to fight your way through the crowds and especially if social anxiety is your thing then 
no wonder Christmas shopping is difficult, but there's ways around that. For example, I tend to go do my shopping at 11am on a Sunday, which is when in England, that's when the shops open. They open till 11 till 5. Obviously, different countries, different laws. But all the shops open at 11 here in Leeds. And so if you get in there, nobody else is up that early on a Sunday because the shops aren't even open so there will be no point getting up early so you can probably get that half hour hour where there's just nobody in the shops and you've got it to yourself but however you do it i'd really encourage you to just get a bit more of that out and about social interaction from doing some christmas shopping in person rather than getting it all off amazon which is is a very tempting option obviously third point is plan a new year's celebration there's no cosmic reason for new year in fact different calendars have different new years at different points but most of us probably work off the calendar and it's going to be new year on the 31st of december and it's just an arbitrary point to celebrate but arbitrariness is nice a lot of the time i always say for example valentine's day well there's no reason to be specifically romantic on valentine's day because there's no special significance of it but as a reminder it's good that if i've forgotten to be romantic to my wife for an entire year there's there's a special day there just to make sure i remember and it's the same for new year there's no special reason why we couldn't have a celebration any day of the year but having it there in our schedule, one of the things I talk about loads in the anxiety books and stuff is this idea of habit and schedule. And it's a lot easier to follow a habit than it is to start a new behavior. So the idea that we've got these special days that are especially assigned to them and we don't have to do anything to organize them being a special day, it just is a special day, is really beneficial. And we should cash in on that habit. So I'd really encourage you to have some kind of New Year's celebration. Now, that doesn't have to be some kind of massive party. You don't have to go to an overcrowded pub or a ridiculously overpriced restaurant. You can do anything you want. In fact, back when I wasn't really a party person, what I would do every year is I would just watch a film. And I'd I'd watch the same film every year. It was The Matrix because I like science fiction. And I just give myself that one night off where I wasn't really thinking about anything, wasn't planning any projects. I was just going to sit around and have some fun and watch The Matrix. And celebration can take any form you like. For example, I also had a really nice new year where we were just around our friends. There were a few of us. We weren't having a party. Literally, we just sat around on... I sat around on my friend's sofa and we just watched the crappy junk TV, like whatever they tend to fill the air with on New Year's Eve. And just that kind of easy social thing is is a really nice way to celebrate. It doesn't have to be high or intense. It's just nice to have a little celebration, mark the arbitrary end of a year that our society we've just decided Uh, hopefully get some social interaction with a friend or a few friends as well uh, and just enjoy it number four is do a festive park run so i don't know if you've heard about park run but it's a five kilometer run 
that's organised takes place every Saturday morning at 9am in most local parks in the UK, also increasingly around the world as well. There's a lot of different parks that are now starting park run, which is cool. And you just turn up, it's free, you do your run, you get a little time at the end. And and that's all good, like that's great to do every day. But what some people don't realise is they actually run special events, one on Christmas Day and one on New Year's Day. And regardless of whether it's Saturday or not, you can turn up and you can just do this little five kilometre, well not little, it might be quite a big run for you, but you can do it, you can walk around, you can do it at whatever speed you want. And it's just a really nice way to start your Christmas day, your New Year's day, you get out in the fresh air, and it is very fresh normally, but you get out, you get some fresh air, you get to see some people, you get some exercise, and it's just a really fun way to start those days. A lot of people dress up, so it's a lot more light-hearted than it, it would be normally. Not that it's a serious event, but it's extra fun on Christmas and New Year's Day, so check that out just do a web search for parkrun and you get all the details point five is write a year review this is something that i do every year because sometimes i look back or like if i just ask my feelings about what i've done have i had a good year then the answer is going to be no because anxiety is is a memory disorder our memory tricks us and it lies to us and so when we look at our lives and think have i managed anything of importance this year it's very easy to say oh no no i haven't but actually when you go back and look at it and break it down you've actually probably done quite a lot that you can be proud of and even if that's just small changes you've made in your life or like a big anxiety challenge or just you started chipping away a bit at your anxiety maybe you started listening to this podcast or bought one of my books for example and really decided you're going to do something about your anxiety and it's very easy to forget those which is why it's great to write a year review and just list all the things that you're pleased with about this year if you've got a personal blog that's a great source for checking checking what's happened i know most people don't have one of those but if you've got a diary or a calendar or your memory or just asking your partner your friends your family what what do they think check your facebook history that's most people are on facebook so and that just lists like everything you've ever done right because facebook knows more about us than we do so that's a great way to find out as well and just write down all, all the things that you're happy with, pleased with, that you've achieved this year, even if they're just small things. And then when you're feeling down, feeling like you haven't really achieved anything, you can refer back to that list. Next idea is have a clear out. So I, I love throwing stuff away and I also hate it because I am a bit of a hoarder and I don't like getting rid of stuff but actually once I've got rid of it I feel like I've really taken a load out of my life and it's not just that I've got rid of stuff physically and there's more space in my apartment that kind of grows and grows until there's just boxes everywhere and then I have this big clear out and get it back down to a manageable level and it looks like a flat again and 
I, I also feel mentally lighter, like when I've got rid of stuff, I feel like I've really achieved something. And that's, for me, it's just incredibly therapeutic. You might have a, a different experience, but for me, I, I just feel lighter after I've done it. And, you know, you just sort your stuff out and then you take it down to the local charity shops, so helping a good cause as well. And the whole experience I just find quite enjoyable. It's like a spring clean that takes place three or four months early. And the final point I have is make this specific winter stew. I just I wanted to finish because I didn't want to finish the podcast without actually fixing the problem. I said at the start that no one gives you a specific winter stew or reason to make it. And the winter stew I want to make, I will I will link from the website. It's a sausage and root vegetable stew. It's one of the River Cottage recipes. In fact, you can just web search that for just put that in River Cottage into Google and you'll find it. Or if you want a vegan option, then try their pinto bean chili. That's amazing. That's totally worth making as well. And the reason I like the River Cottage recipes is that they are so involved and take ages. Like there's none of this like 30 minute meal nonsense. They just take hours to do. And that sounds like a bad thing initially but actually the reason that i think you should make a winter stew is that this is a great time to be mindful so if you can do like the mindfulness meditation sit down for half an hour and just think about nothing and let thoughts come and go then great but i really struggle with that because my mind is always darting everywhere and it's just really difficult to to keep myself in that zone. I know your mind's allowed to wander, but it's just frustrating. And I find cooking is a is a much better way to be mindful because I can concentrate on the cooking and I can just I can turn my phone off, I can turn all the distractions off and for an hour or two I will just cook and that is my mindfulness. And that's why I think when, when looking for a winter stew to make, you actually want a really complicated, involved recipe because I think that's what will get you the maximum benefit, just taking a bit of time out and getting that self-care. So those are my seven, seven tips, seven ideas to help you beat the winter blues. I hope they're very specific, very actionable, and hopefully you'll get some good use out of them. So what's going on over at Warfuck Anxiety Management? Well, it's exciting times. We've just launched our first book. It's called Technical Anxiety, The Complete Guide to What Anxiety Is and What to Do About It. And it covers everything. Like I, I think that's the book's strong point and its biggest criticism as well. Is there is just so much stuff in there that I couldn't really go into too much detail, but as an overview of anxiety, I think it really covers everything. And it covers a lot of things that anxiety books don't tend to traditionally cover. For example, talking to your friends and family about anxiety, how to go easy and look after yourself, 
and then it goes through all the treatments but it also looks at lifestyle and how we can manage anxiety with lifestyle now if you join our mailing list then we will send you one of the chapters from technical anxiety for free so you don't need to go off and buy the book to see what it's like you can just sign up for the mailing list and we'll send you that chapter straight away as soon as you click the confirmation link that will be hitting your inbox you can download it and you can see what you think so do check that out